that I wanted to reinforce what he was saying here. And I'm glad that Jordan came and spoke to you. And as he'll tell you, that's not easy for him. But it means something because he, he's, the, he's God's agent in getting this all started here. Now, now don't, don't misunderstand. So many of you have been involved. But Jordan just happened to listen to a young man talk about his Night to Shine experience. It was on a podcast that he was listening to. And he called me and he said, we need to do this. Now, Jordan wasn't asking for my permission. He was asking for my signature. Because the Tim Tebow Foundation requires that the, the lead minister, whatever title you want to put there, which, which I don't care about, but that somebody has to sign. Now, last week I confessed to you that in 2017, on my 50th birthday, I was burned out. I thought I would check out this CR thing because we were trying to get Celebrate Recovery off the ground. And I had been blessed with a case of shingles. And so now here it is. We're, we're going into this, you know, way early in 2017, we're going into this. And in that state of burnout, when Jordan says, can we do this, all I need is a signature, he said, listen, you don't have to do anything, I'll do it all. That sold me. He said, and furthermore, we probably won't get picked. They'll just overlook us, but I think we need to try. Okay, so you'll do all the work, and it probably won't happen. I'm liking this. This sounds like a good plan. I'm in. I'm in because it means absolutely nothing. I'm in. I'll sign whatever you want. I'm glad I was so yielding. Because then the day came when they said, oh, we're happy to welcome you as one of our host churches for Night to Shine. So I called Jordan. I said, well, we're in. Now we've got to figure it out. And since 2018... This event has changed the nature of this church. I don't think it's because of Tim Tebow or because of the event itself, but it's because God used this to put our faith on display and in practice and make it real. We were no longer going to be comfortable just sitting in our own little bubble echo chamber talking about our stuff, and never having to carry that out into the community and put it into practice. And and the change that I've seen, I'd like to share with you very quickly. And it comes from the heart of Scripture in Philippians 2, where Paul is telling the Philippian church that they need to have the same mindset as Jesus. And if you read the verses that precede verse 12, he, he breaks into that song, that hymn about Christ. That Christ is willing to empty Himself and take on the role of a servant. He doesn't hold on to His status of equality with God, but He empties Himself. And then God exalts Him. God, through the cross, exalts Him. But also then presents to the world our own brokenness, our own need for a Savior, And also shows us the kind of person that we ought to be. So Paul follows this up and he says, 
you need to keep on working with fear and trembling to complete your salvation. Because God is always at work in you, make you to make you willing and able to obey His own purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may be innocent and pure as God's perfect children who live in a world of corrupt and sinful people. You must shine among them like stars lighting up the sky as you offer them the message of life. This is how we do evangelism. Is by living out the message that we proclaim. Why would anybody ever listen to us if we claim to have truth, but we are bitter, angry people who are judgmental and upset with everything in the world? That would not be captivating to me, and I don't think it would be to you either. Certainly not going to be that way for a world that is sick and tired of harsh, judgmental mindsets, of criticism and complaint. You can get that anywhere. It's available for free on social media. But if we have salvation, we've got to put it into practice. So I want to give you real quickly five ways that we shine at Night to Shine. Number one, when we do an event like Night to Shine, we exhibit God's grace and salvation. In Scripture, over and over again, repeats this motif that, that we are meant to stand out. We are meant to stand out in this world. Not to conform and secretly, you know, we have our papers that are going to get us into heaven. You know, we've got our credentials. But really, we're not supposed to be anything unique or strange out there. But being a strange, a peculiar people does not mean that we have a bunch of silly things that we do that we can never explain. It means that the world looks at Christ's people and says they're different for some reason. What is it about them that's different? Just like the young man that Jordan mentioned who drives past this church building and he sees this building and it reminds him of something different. Something happy, something that is a blessing. We're meant to stand out by how we live. That's how we shine like stars against a broken and corrupt generation. Grace and salvation, if it is as important as we claim, must change us. It has to change who we are. In James 2.14, James says, You can say that you have faith, but show me your faith by the things that you do. You work out your salvation. You complete it. In fear and trembling by the things that you do, by the way that you live. Jesus Himself in John 13 verse 55 says that when you love one another, you demonstrate to the world that you're my people. We show it. We have to put it on display. So if you've experienced God's grace, if you've experienced God's salvation, understand that that's something that then wells up within us and changes the way we behave and the way we act towards the world. And that's what's happened at this event as the community looks in and sees who we are. The second way we shine at night to shine is that we work for the benefit of others. Now let me, for those of you who may not have been there, I want to take you back to that first night to shine. For those of you who were there, you might remember this, but you may have never heard my perspective. 
I got to confess again that I was trying to get through the first night, still experiencing some of that burnout. My shingles were starting to go away. My spiritual shingles were still hanging around. Still itching and chafing at all this stuff that, you know, that God was trying to convince me that to have gratitude and to look at the world in a way that was positive and take the world as Jesus did rather than the way I would have it. I'm still learning all that. I'm just trying to get through that first event. And then we did. And I'm looking around at all of my brothers and sisters in this church and all the others who've come to work. And I'll tell you, the, the thing that puts my spiritual nerves on edge is I just know for, I, I assume, I assume that everybody's going to come running at me and saying, why'd we do this and why'd we do that and why didn't we do this and why didn't we do that? And this is the miracle, church. None of that happened. We had poured ourselves out for people that we didn't even know, and we were happy. Not just happy, we were sort of giddy. It was, it was a bit silly. We were all just excited. And, and I remember some saying, wow, I feel like I've just come back from a mission trip. And I said, we did. It was a mission trip. We did all of this work for the benefit of others. And I think that what we did was we learned the lesson of Jesus when he washes the feet of his disciples and he says, the greatest among you will be a servant to all. We can get so self-serving, even in our worship, that is designed to bring us into God's presence where we pour ourselves out and we turn ourselves over to God and yet we can still experience it in such a self-serving way so that we start to sit back i don't like that song preacher's already gone too long i don't get what he's talking about i wish he wouldn't say things like that i'm tired it's too cold in here it's too hot in here it's time for lunch already wish they wouldn't act that way see we can still get so self-serving but here we were at this event and we were pouring ourselves out. And none of this was aimed at serving us. And yet, we were joyous. But not just a silly, worldly joyousness. It was deeply spiritual. I think it's because we experienced the benefits of the upside-down kingdom where the greatest becomes the servant of all. third way we shine at night to shine is we are united and we are excited isn't it interesting that in that text from philippians that he says you need to have the mindset of christ you need to work out your salvation with, without you know with fear and trembling put it put it to work complete it and and then he talks about shining like stars amidst the outsiders about the, the people out there you're going to stand out but right in the middle of it, he says, do everything without what? Grumbling or arguing. That's the appropriate way that we treat one another. Because if we are always at odds with one another, we are blocking the work of God's Spirit among us. We're blocking the ability of God to show His grace and mercy through us because we are so wrapped up in our own concerns, in our own preferences, and maybe even in our own anxiety. 
We stand out in the world because the world sees us as a non-anxious group, as a group of people who aren't being led along into the anxiety and the worry and the problems that the rest of the world on social media or in the news or even around the, uh, the, the, the city hall meetings or wherever it may be, maybe in the workplace. It's just, we just become a people who say, you know, I'm not too concerned about those things because they're not eternal. And I know much better. And so it fills us with a kind of excitement. It brings about a kind of unity so that even in our differences, we know that the things united, that unite us are much greater than what could ever divide us or differentiate us. This is what happens at Night to Shine. In fact, I, I tell you, there's sometimes there's this organized chaos around Night to Shine where all these different groups are working together. And you don't know how they're going to work together. Sometimes it's like, who's in charge of this? But it all works together because it all has this singular purpose in glorifying God. Fourth way we shine at Night to Shine is we welcome others to share in the serving now this might be a bit strange for us Jordan's already mentioned some of this if if churches of Christ are your heritage then it it may seem odd to be working alongside other groups especially other religious groups and I can understand that there might be some concerns it's like well wait these groups believe this and they believe things different than what we think the Bible teaches that's fair that's fair I've got a lot of friends and people that I talk to in ministry, and I think I read Scripture a little differently than they do. But that doesn't prevent me from working together with them on things that glorify God and have to do with what's at the heart of the Gospel. And I don't think it has to do that for us either. In fact, how can we ever have those conversations if we can't find a place where we all come together to work towards something that we do agree on, that glorifies God. Millard Fuller is is a name that many of you may not recognize, but you may recognize the ministry that he and his family poured himself into, which is called Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity, Fuller realized, it's a ministry that builds houses for people, and it invites them to share in the work of building their own house. I heard Fuller speak in Abilene, Texas. And he spoke about what he called the theology of the hammer. He said there's so many different theological things that we disagree on. And we try to get together on those things. Why don't we come together on the theology of the hammer? Because we can all agree that we ought to get together and build houses for people who don't have houses. That's a good thing. We can do that. And then along the way, as we're hammering nails and sawing lumber, we can talk about the things that we may disagree about. I am so glad that we're being known as the church that loves and cares about people. That is much more of a discussion starter than you're the people that don't believe in musical instruments. Now, we're an a cappella church, don't get alarmed. Hey, we're putting a lot of effort into bringing a cappella in here on February 24th. Why? Because we do this so well. And because they're good. And that, and we, but here's the thing. We want to invite people to that. But once someone hits me with that thing and says, 
Well, why can't I bring my guitar? I'm like, okay, you and I aren't going to have a conversation, are we? Likewise, on the other side, if people say, well, it's got to be this way or no way, there's going to be no conversation. That is called sectarianism. And sectarianism is a sin. Sectarianism is the idea that if it comes down to me and thee, if all of salvation comes down to me versus thee, it will be, it will be me and not thee. That's the sectarian mindset. And you can distribute that however you want. Why is that sinful? Because it takes God out of the place of judge and Savior and it puts me and my preferences in His place. My calling before God is to live and serve and be obedient to Him and what He teaches and commands me to do. Now, if you want to join me in that, so be it. I would love your company, and God will call us together. But for an event like Night to Shine, there's enough room for us to work together. I've been going to a men's fellowship on Wednesdays from time to time. And I met one of the men there a few years after this, and he said, wait a second, you're, you're from West Ark? I thought, oh no, here it comes. It's either going to be, uh, we can't call you pastor, or uh, I can't bring my guitar, or you, know, you think you're the only ones going to heaven and all that. I'm just bracing for it. It's like, go ahead, I've heard them all. I've heard them all. And if you're going to hit me with one cupper, I'll say, aha, we don't do that. But I'm ready. This man says, you're that church that does night to shine, aren't you? Yes, we are. My grandson goes to that event and he loves it. And his grandson is the reason why we have Superman at night to shine. That's how God gets the glory. And that opens the door to conversation. We welcome others to share in the serving. So if you've got people that you've said to yourself for years, I really want to share the gospel with them, invite them tonight to shine. They will see the gospel in action. They will see gospeled people working out their salvation in the real world, and you will have a lot of conversation from that point on. Finally, the reason why we must shine at night to shine, and this gets it to the heart of so much stuff, that is extremely important. We embrace the Lord's value of all life. That's what Night to Shine was originally set up to do, and it's why we need to do this. This is a must. Beyond protesting, beyond politics, beyond echo chamber rallies, where we are informed more by the politics of the age rather than by the spirit of the gospel or the word of God, we need to be doing events like this so that we just demonstrate that all lives matter. So that we demonstrate that it is not for us as humanity to decide which lives have value, which lives don't, what is normal living, what is not normal living, what lives should be terminated, and what lives are worth something to the rest of us to keep going. Folks, Night to Shine is our antidote and our solution to problems like euthanasia, abortion, the devaluation of life, the dismissal of 
prejudice and the handicap of the disabled, whatever it is. This is us showing an alternate set of values in practice. And we don't have to worry about what words we use or what terms we use. We might get a few of them wrong, but you know what? We're practicing love. And we're showing it. We're not just having academic conversations. Nor are we just buying into whatever the world teaches us. Because it doesn't take very long before all of a sudden we think, yeah, you know what? Our happiness and the survival of our species is what matters more than anything. You watch. That's going to appear and that's going to crop up in Christian thinking. And then it, sh- it shows up in some strange ways. People say, well, yeah, if the church is going to survive, then we need to be strong and we need to have force and we need to take the, the bull by the horns and we need to show the rest of the world how strong and mighty and powerful we are. And then we look to our Savior and He's crucified. And we, re- and we remember that God always uses the things that are weak, that are despised, that are overlooked and and scorned. He uses those things to shame our human pride. So when we shine at night to shine, we are doing what all the voices rallying us to take a stand. We're actually doing that by having fun, loving people, and being joyous. All to the glory of God. That's what Paul was talking about in Philippians. Do everything without complaining or arguing. You don't have to have an argument. You don't have to outshout the critics. Just be innocent and pure. God's perfect children. And, and when I see my friend and, and, and he or she has special needs, or I see my friend and, and he's, he's struggling with PTSD because he was in the military and he thinks that God doesn't care about him anymore, but all of a sudden in Night to Shine... He finds a place where he can serve and he can be a hero and a champion to others. I just sit back and say, to God be the glory. Watch what God does. And we're going to live and shine like stars in a crooked and wicked and perverse generation. And we don't have to talk about the darkness out there. We can talk about the stars. And then we offer them the message of life. That's the message that we offer because it's the message that has meant something and saved us. It's the message that Jesus Christ surrendered His privilege and came among us and humbled Himself, trusted Himself to God as a servant. And through that, God gave Him the glory and exalted Him. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank You for opportunities to do things like Night to Shine. I pray that all of us will be moved to support this in some way. Through our prayers, maybe through funds, but most importantly through activity. By joining in. By encouraging others to join in. Because Father, we know that if we can surrender to you in this, we can surrender to you in things that are even greater. Teach us to be your pure and innocent, obedient children. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to the Lord's Supper table where we reflect on this.